Hello, hello. Welcome to Cry, Laugh, Eat, making friends with your emotions. My name is Helen. And I'm Ruth. And I'm really glad you're here with us today. We were actually struggling to know how to start this episode because we didn't want to depress anybody. (laughs) So we thought we'd start off with a question which an age-old question, full of mystery, full of depth, really profound, and we believe that the answer is really important. And the question is, how do you eat chocolate biscuits that have melted together? In, in what kind of way, Helen? Well, they're so stuck that you can't even pull them apart. No. How can you eat them with decorum, with... When there's about five or six (laughs) stuck together. And I want you to know we tried. We really tried. (laughs) About an hour ago. (laughs) And got covered in chocolate. (laughs) Okay, silliness over, laughter over, (laughs) eating over. Now let's go into the crying bit. Okay. And hopefully you won't cry and hopefully the things that we have to share today will actually give you a bit of a boost like those um, juices, you know, those healthy juices, juices, boost juices, that's it. Okay, so I guess we'll ask another question to start off with. And I just want to ask anyone listening out there, have you ever thought about how you're going to cope when someone that you really love dies? And maybe there are some of you out there that are already trying to cope with that because one certainty in this life, as Benjamin Franklin said, one of them is that each of us will pass through that veil. We will all die. And to those of us that are left behind, it can be a struggle. And so earlier when we first started this podcast, we had an episode on sadness Mm -hmm. and it was about grief then. And this week... On Tuesday this week, actually, it was the second anniversary of my sweetheart's passing. And there were a lot of thoughts that, of course, naturally came to the fore. And I started looking back at and reflecting upon this journey that I've had in grief with sadness. So today we're going to look at loss and the journey of loss. And we are going to look at two aspects of loss. There's so many aspects to loss and many situations, but we're just going to look at two perspectives regarding loss and we're just going to share our experiences and we are really hoping that by sharing our experiences, you will understand that your voice is heard, that we get you, Mm -hmm. that it's natural and normal to be going through whatever you may be going through in terms of loss. So, Helen, do you want to say where you're coming from when we discuss loss? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, my loss was some years ago when my first husband left, my six children and I. So, we were left with the loss of what our family looked like. And, of course, listeners, you know that I'm coming from um, the loss perspective of um, someone I love that has passed away. So we're going to come from those two angles and we're going to share just the lessons we've learnt, what we'd like to leave with you, and also we'll discuss how sadness has helped us on that journey yeah. and how it's been a friend. So, Helen, let's start with one of the lessons that you've learned from that loss. And even though we covered it super quickly and I haven't been through that myself, I could not imagine what it's like 
for your dreams to be smashed to smithereens and your heart to be broken into a thousand pieces because of the actions of someone that you loved, a partner, Mm -hmm. and then the devastation that had on your children. So you've been on a really long journey of loss here. What's one of the lessons that you've learned that might help others who are going through those that situation with relationships? Well, one of the biggest lessons that I learned was that just because someone leaves you, it doesn't define who you are or what you're worth. It doesn't feel like that at the beginning. But oh, can you say that again? I think that's really important. Okay. What did you say? Helen? So because someone leaves you or decides they don't want to be with you or they don't love you, that doesn't define who you are or what you're worth. And that's such an important thing to learn when you're experiencing the heartbreak of someone breaking up with you or breaking up your marriage. And I learned that life doesn't go how you planned, even when you put your whole heart into it, that sometimes Mm. it just doesn't because other people have choices and Mm. they have the right to make those choices, even if we think that's not fair. But Mm. what I learned that it, it took me a little while, but it didn't mean that I had failed. It, it just meant that now things would look very different at the beginning, I learnt that it was important to cry and <laughs> fall apart for a little while. But there came a point where I had to stand up and start believing. So what? how was sadness a friend in that situation? Yeah, that's such a great question. So I always picture, you always hear me say, if the emotion was sitting next to you with its arm around you. So if sadness was sitting next to me then with its arm around me, I know what it would have said is this really hurts. You you need to just let this come, let yourself cry. I think at first it would have been letting me know it's okay to cry. You have to cry before you feel better. You've got a lot of tears to let out. Then there's a beautiful line in our book where sadness says... I'm the one who reconnects you with love and memories. Well, sadness would have reconnected me to me because I'd already given my heart somewhere else. It was now time. I know sadness would have said, now it's time to reconnect to you. You've given your heart somewhere else and now it's time to connect back to you and discover what you need, what you love, what you want sadness in the book also says I'm the emotion in your heart that helps you empathize and grow compassion I know for me sadness would have said be careful now to have compassion for yourself because you could get really hard on yourself here and say I'm worthless I'm not lovable I'm never going to have anyone I know sadness as a friend would have said be careful now don't harden your heart towards life yep and don't harden my heart towards myself, which is that beautiful line in our book where sadness says, don't avoid me, don't numb me, don't drown me. If I did those things, I was going to numb myself to me Mm. and let my heart get hard. Mm. So, Ruth, in your grief, what's one of the lessons or a couple of lessons that you learnt? Okay. Oh, there's so many lessons. Mm. But what I'll do to make it simpler is I'll, I was just thinking about the last, maybe the last six months. Mm-hmm. 
and one of the lessons that stands out to me. And it's actually an interesting one. It's taking care of your physical being. Mm. And I found that interesting because grieving any loss isn't just an emotional process. Yes, it's important to acknowledge it. That's great. But it's surprisingly physical. Mm. Surprisingly physical. It leaves you feeling exhausted. And I'm sure you experienced that in your loss. I did. You're exhausted. Yeah. Mm. And what do you do? You either overeat or you don't eat. Mm. And your body becomes achy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can feel restless and not sleep very well. Mm-hmm. My throat gets very, very sore. That's the first place that any emotion hits me is in the throat. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really speak properly for a long time. My voice was worse than it is now. It was it was almost Darth Vader-ish, <laughs> that sort of sound. Or actually, no, Darth Vader's quite cool. <laughs> it sounded more like a pirate. <laughs> you know, that sort of sound. But I knew that that was the grief. Mm. And also you can get flu-like symptoms mm-hmm. and wonder why you're not feeling very well. Well, hello, that's stress and that's grief and that's sadness saying to me, take care of yourself. Mm. It's such a great friend. You know, when that happens, it's actually saying stop, make sure you're sleeping properly and if you're not, see your doctor, mm-hmm. eat properly, get out and exercise, go for a walk, just do something physical so your mind and your body can get totally run down mm. and burnt out. And you might feel that way for weeks or even months. And yet you just carry on. Keep on keeping on. You just on. carry on and and then you get worse and other symptoms arise and you're totally run down until if you haven't taken care of it, you're burnt out and that's mm. it. You collapse. So I think that's one thing that I've learned on this journey is that we need to take care of our physical being because that will help us take care of our emotional being. That's such a great thing that you learnt. That's profoundly great <laughs> comment that I added there. <laughs> wow, that's deep, Helen. It's really deep. It's really deep. <laughs> Very deep. Very deep. Very really deep. <laughs> 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 there, if I could stop laughing. Is is there another lesson you want to share with us? Because I know you have heaps, but would you would like to share another one? I think just yeah, if I'm just referring to the last six months of the journey, mm-hmm. perhaps another one that stands out is the further development of self-reliance. Okay, expand. That sounds great. Well, initially... When someone passes, there are a lot of people on your doorstep. There's many people asking you what you need and you end up with 50 casseroles and (laughs) delicious, I might add. Yes. (laughs) And it's wonderful. And people are there out of the goodness of their hearts and phone calls and, and wonderful things like that. But at some stage, you actually have to be able to stand up again on your own. You get to a point in the journey of grief where it's really important for you to understand that you are responsible Mm. for your well-being. You cannot put that responsibility on others. It's unfair. I learnt that too, Ruth, Mm. that really only you can help yourself stand back up again because Mm. no matter how much friends or anyone else love you, 
it's still you that does it's, the standing up and you have to get up and yeah. keep going. That's so true. And I think in that way sadness is a good friend because it actually points you in that direction. Mm-hmm. You actually get to a point in the sadness and, the, and that journey where you realise that you need to, you need to stand up. Well, can I ask, because it must be, must have been days where it really is hard to stand up. How do you do that when you really probably just rather stay in bed and hide from the world? Mm. <laughs> that is a big question, Helen. It is a big question. Sorry to put you on the spot there. No, that's all right. Thank goodness we can hit the pause button here and just <laughs> have, a a, have a little ponder <laughs> and a piece of cake. <laughs> Um, I, I think it's, first of all, it's important to remember that coping with a loss is a very singular and unique experience for each person and everyone deals with it differently mm-hmm. and no one can say to you that this is what it should look like and this is how long it lasts and blah, 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 blah. There's no specific timeline, timetable or way that it should look. It's very different. For me, what was your question? <laughs> Yeah, there was something. <laughs> I was thinking about on those really hard days, how did you get up? What, what did you do? Well, you have this fantastic saying, which we share quite a bit about emotions, how you ride the wave. Ah, uh, yes. So they will come. Mm-hmm. Um, grief never uh, – I think you learn that grief will be a companion with you for the rest of your life when you've loved someone deeply. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will change. It, it, it's – I guess it changes form and shape mm-hmm. and you adapt to it and, and new things happen and exciting things happen. But unless you can completely forget someone that you've loved, then you will never be able to live without grief. It will always be there somewhere. And we, we don't want to forget those No, people, we don't want so, to. Yeah. You know, grief is the, the price of love mm. and I'm very happy to pay that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's been wonderful. So I'm at a different stage in grief now, but everyone goes through different stages. So what was the question again? <laughs> <Howdy>. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Welcome, sixty-four. <laughs> um, h- how do you get up when you really don't want to? Oh, okay. So yes, you ride the wave. You acknowledge it. You go, all right. I'm sad today. Blah blah blah. But for me now, it's to continue doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, not sitting down. Like when George first passed away, there were times I just wanted to sit in the comfort of that little black hole mm. and enjoy feeling sad, if that makes sense. Yeah, it and, does, and, and very just much. crying. And, and that was important to go through that. But now it's about getting up. It's acknowledging it, yeah, saying, hello, sadness, thank you for bringing that wonderful memory of George back. Mm. Fantastic. I love him to bits and what a great memory. Now shove off, <laughs> as my mother would have said, shove, shove off. off. <laughs> or um, as we say, put it in your pocket. That's right. Well, that's much nicer. Put it in your pocket. Shove off. <laughs> I just remember mum saying, shove off. <laughs> shove off, everybody. Yes, so it's actually telling that emotion. Then once you've acknowledged it, moving on for me means acknowledging it, then saying, shove ta-ta, <laughs> <laughs> and then just doing things. Mm. I'm not always sitting there and feeling sorry for myself because it's actually a very comfortable place to be sometimes in grief is, is to sit yeah. there and nurse it. Mm. And I'm not saying that if you're nursing it currently that that's wrong, but there are different stages, different phases, and right now I'm learning that it's time for me 
to get up and, and not to nurture the sadness all the time. Mm. Yeah, it reminds me, and it, it's very different, of course, what I was experiencing, but in the initial stages when I found myself single mum, I was so numb, I would drop the kids at school and come home and turn on this ABC series called Tenko and it was about women in a Japanese oh, I war remember. camp. Yeah, and funny thing to pick because it was very sad. Well, it was particularly sad for me, but it let me cry. I'd cry and I'd watch it for, I don't know if it was a week, two weeks, but I know that I needed that to just mm. totally switch off. Mm. And then there was a time I thought, okay, I got to do other things mm. now. And I just wanted to share that to acknowledge, yes, sometimes mm. we have that initial period of time, but then we know in our heart when it's time. Mm. And I love up. that. I love what you're sharing about I was just thinking how sadness was a friend in that because what it helps you to do, it helps you to become more aware mm. of you. You get to know you. Yeah. And you could develop a compassion for yourself. Yes. Mm. Have you found that for you, that you found a compassion for yourself in your grief? Oh. What does that look like? Yeah, that's a good question. So... I've observed, and tell me if I'm correct, you've wanted the grief to go away because it doesn't feel nice, but you don't beat yourself up when you're going through a tough mm. time. And well, it, yeah. it's like we were discussing, I think, one day and I said that it's like a roller coaster mm. grief. It's just whoosh, up and then boom, down yeah. and, and so on. And I think it's important just to allow yourself to be on that ride. As long as you know that that's what's going to happen, then I can cope with that and I can think if I'm on an up, mm -hmm. I can really enjoy that. But I'm also aware that, you know, there may be a little dip on the other side <laughs> or there may be a massive fall <laughs> and that's okay. I just I just go with that. Right. I don't yep. feel it's right or wrong or good or bad. It just yep. is. That's the journey. And that's isn't that life? Life's just yes. full of ups and downs and you just you just accept it to some degree. You sit down and have a good cry if you want to and mm -hmm. chat to a friend or shout yourself a piece of cake or whatever it is that you Makes need you at that moment. Mm. But then dust yourself off and it's great if you've got friends too. Like I've got the best friend everyone out there in Helen. <laughs> who helps me through things and I've got amazing children mm. who also are incredibly supportive yeah. and caring. So I do hope that others out there who are grieving have someone to support themselves. I really do because that's crucial. If you don't, please reach out to a counsellor where you could have that safe place to share. You can't burden a professional with your thoughts and your feelings it's that lovely neutral place. If you don't have someone, please don't be alone. Mm -hmm. Please reach out to someone. Ruth, how would you say that sadness has been your friend through all this? <sighs> <laughs> or has it been a friend? Another big question there, Helen. How has sadness been my friend? I think I've kind of answered that, but I know that a message that I'd like to leave with listeners about sadness and this is coming from the path that I've been walking in the last I would say eight nine months mm -hmm. this is the message that I'd like to leave with the listeners and that is to refresh yourself mm. 
What does I, that mean? You're yeah, going to ask me. What does I, that mean? I am because I'm intrigued and I want to know what refresh yourself means to you. All right, then. A lot of women that I've spoken to mm-hmm. who have lost a loved one have said that they feel lost, that for many, many years they've been living with someone they love dearly and becoming one with that person. Mm. And then when that person passes away, they're left on standing alone Mm. and they suddenly feel, it's really hard to explain, but you suddenly feel like, well, who am I now? Because half of you is missing. Because half of you is missing. Or maybe you've lost a child. Mm. and you're used to being a father or a mother and all of a sudden you don't have that child. Yes. And so you're trying to work out what's my role now? Where do I fit in all this? So when I say refresh yourself, I mean give yourself new life. So how, how can you um, do that? Give yourself a freshness to your existence. Uh-huh, yeah. Just start thinking about what you'd like to do, something new or what you've always wanted to do Mm -hmm. but haven't had time to do or just, I guess, looking at what really matters to you Mm -hmm. and thinking about that. And it's not that you can't do that when you're with someone but when you are together, you often think of the other person and so you're both reaching out to each other and and helping each other achieve things and, and becoming one in that. But when you're alone again, I think there is room for freshness. There's room to refresh yourself, to become renewed, to actually consider new life, I suppose. It's like you've started again from a little seed and you're going to start a new journey. I love that. Mm -hmm. And it applies to grief, losing a loved one in whatever way that is. Of course, or broken yeah, relationships. Broken relationships, you, you are still you. Yeah, you. if you lose, say, your job or you lose your home and these things can be really stressful mm. for people but eventually you'll get to a place where you can actually think about, I guess, refreshing yourself. Mm. That's a beautiful way to say it, Mm. refreshing yourself. I love it. Mm. Well, we hope that something we've shared today relates to you or helps you in some way. And we're so glad to have you here. And we try to think about you out there as we talk and hopefully we reach you in some way. Oh, definitely. Thank you for being with us today. And please get in touch with us if you have any stories or experiences you'd like to share or you just want to say hello, we're here and you will see our links on our show notes. And we'll see you again next week. And I think, is it next week, Helen, or the week after? We have a male interviewee and he is just the most divine person you will absolutely love him you will we record with him next week so it'll be the week after that you'll get to meet him we can't wait for that but Mm. have a great week until we talk with you next week mind how you go (laughs) (laughs) see you later bye bye but we're gonna consider we're gonna 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 please take that out (laughs) take two Food on the brain. <laughs> Part two. Wow, that's deep, Helen. It's really deep. Very deep. Deep, really deep. <laughs> <laughs>